The following content is nigga tested, nigga approved. Start the show. how you gotta do it yeah what uh what 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 type of niggatry was used to test it though i mean we we definitely ran the gamut of uh various niggas testing Mm. said fuckery Mm. and um i believe we went through a battery of tests and i think they think it approved all of them so we're we're good to go we we got our uh we got our uh approval sticker just wait till the north side niggas test it though. Oh hell, they go to the north side niggas. It's the real test. That's the real test. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions. While black, your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am still D Randall for whatever time remains that I can be him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do have a special guest. Uh, in the house uh, tonight on this uh, Thursday of all times. Mm. Uh, we we don't usually do Thursday, but we had to get out of the way because I think from here on I'll be pretty drunk until until Monday morning. Oh, is this homecoming weekend? It is TSU homecoming weekend, oh, damn it. Shit. Yeah, you better know it. Um, y'all know how I feel about HBCU homecomings. Uh, anyway, we do have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen, a creative, a uh, filmmaker, photographer, purveyor of the arts in Houston that you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mark Fury. Mr. Mark Fury. Man, I'm so happy to be here. I don't know what to do, man. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the energy I'm looking for. Shit. Let me tell you what kind of guest this is. Let me tell you what kind of guest we have with us. I told him that we just kind of, you know, because we're, we're kind of a little dog and pony show. I have, I bring my tequila and or whatever uh, liquor I happen to have with me and we make it do what it do. Yep. And I, you know, I'm on the way I'll pick up some uh, corner store, pick up some, some Coke or some Pepsi or something. And just, we make some shit happen. This man walks in with orange juice. With a tumbler with ice <laughs> and Topo Chico, he had a he classed up the joint. That man had his own setup. Man said he had tequila and coke. That's all I had. That's what I had. That's so I'm like, I'm a support character. You know what I'm saying? How can we mix with that? Because you know, I can't. I couldn't like you know. I couldn't uh, figure out like what a uh, coke and a uh, tequila gonna taste like. You know, so I was like. <laughs> You know, and I wanted to drink, so I went. You know, so I had to bring in options. You know what I'm saying? Keep yeah, it after, after a couple, I got that of, fresh squeeze HEB special. Yeah. You know, that that's, orange juice. That's that what OJ. I'm talking about, I'm saying, man. Good, about to get organically drunk at this beat. That's yeah, what I'm talking man. about. Apparently, you also love Third Ward. I quite do. <clears throat> oh, oh yeah, the shirts, right, right, right. You, uh, do, do you want to? You want some? You want to promote? What you got going? What's before, your, what, before what you, you get drunk. On? Man, I always got something to promote. You know, I always bang my website, I love thirdward.com. <clears throat> Get you that fresh heat, you know, that fresh third ward heat. You know, if you like third ward inspired t shirts, inspired designs where you can wear it with pride, no matter what part of Houston or what part of wherever you're from, 
You know, Third Ward is a nice place, a cultural epicenter of Houston. Everybody comes through for whatever reason. You know, Turkey Leg Hut, school, you know, college, high school, elementary school, church, you know, whatever. Visit cool people. Everybody come to Third Ward for whatever reason, no matter what part of town you are. So this is like just basically Third Ward Pride shirts that I push. And uh, I got dope uh, metal photography prints as well. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Keeping it real Houston. Already. Um, uh, how's your how's your week? Uh, uh, I spent. I know you were booked and busy. I, I you know I I took another last minute kind of semi vacation. I uh, went to New York and Boston, uh, see some people, see okay. some things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just get out the city for a few minutes. It's it's been a, you know it's been a little it's been a little busy. So I needed to get away. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, wish I could have made that move, but I got a three week, three day weekend coming up. <laughs> and you're uh, gonna need all three days. All three days. It's gonna be a lot of uh, fuckery afoot. Uh, believe that. Y'all know how I feel about HBCU homecomings. It's like, is when you have an HBCU in your in your home city or your hometown. It's like have, homecoming is like having your own little kind of like Mardi Gras almost, like. There is not, there are very few moments in a city with an HBCU that are blacker than their homecoming. Very true. Um, I went to U of H. <laughs> I went to TSU. Hey, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Graduated. Yes, what I'm talking about. Uh, I attended. It is definitely going down this weekend because uh, I believe the game the game is like. At TSU mm. for, for a change. That's a big, that's oh. a big switch up right that's there. That's a huge that's switch up. That's a high chance of niggotry. <laughs> this is heavy. Oh. You might as well claim it. That's what it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be heavy duty. It's gonna be, Embrace it as a culture. It's going to be, be niggagra out there. It's going to be cultural niggotry. You ain't never lie. Traditional. Woo. Uh, Stay so. away from Scott. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have to ride a bike up there. Wheeler. There no way. Ennis. Cleburne, Alabama. I was gonna say, Uber it's and, Uber and Lyft won't even be a functional. Nah, I was gonna say they gonna drop you off like three blocks away. You just need to walk all the way to the train. <laughs> Real talk. Um, so I guess we should get down with the get downs. Uh, humans ain't shit. Why is that? So you know we we've we've missed a couple of things. We've had a couple of off uh, off weeks, a couple of bye weeks. Yep. And um, we did. We have not gotten to unpack the Amber Geiger trial. That fuckery. <sighs> um, in case you did not know, in case you were one of the few black people that did not know, Amber Geiger, who shot a man in his own house, his own apartment, uh, was given ten years for murdering someone in their home who wasn't doing anything to anybody. Up for parole in five. He was eating ice cream. He was eating ice yes. cream. Ice cream while black. Ice cream whilst black. Um, and so uh, that didn't go over very well with the community as well it should not have. And what also did not go over well with the community was Botham Jean's uh, brother uh, decided to extend his arms in forgiveness to Amber Geiger and gave her a hug and told her fuck no that he uh forgave her and he didn't want her to go to jail and that and and i believe the father wanted hope they could be friends one day um wow let me go ahead and preface this niggas man 
Let, let, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah, let working. me go ahead and preface this before y'all get on my case. It's prefication on. I, me, Oz, would never touch this broad. Not ever. I would. I mean. These hands. I would never embrace this woman in forgiveness or any other fashion. However, what resulted, I think the mood of the people, and I get that people were frustrated with the lack of, excuse me, with the lack of justice, with the lack of... um, The lack of not hugging the bitch? The lack of not hugging, right. And I think people were just frustrated with the situation in general because the judge came down and hugged her. Nigga. The bailiff, like, straightened her hair and hugged her, wiped her face and you all know that why? shit. Because she, you know, she was probably a very, a very good conduit of sending niggas to jail for them. And they were like, man, we got to lock you up. You're cutting down our supply. And so what resulted was a lot of people... A lot of black people deciding to um, kind of on social media, kind of deciding that it's all Christianity's fault and deciding that Christianity and Christian forgiveness was the root of all evils in racism and this, that and the third. And maybe that's a conversation that can even be had. But I don't know why all you black people out there (laughs) are putting all these hateful words in the atmosphere about white Jesus that was a fine white woman. A fine ceramic white woman. Remove one nigra from the world. She should be rewarded. Instead, she has to spend 10 hard years in jail with other niggas. May God have mercy on her soul. Don't you trust some new niggas over there. Ladies and gentlemen, that was another episode of Nigger Peace Theater. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Award winning. Thank you. Breathtaking. Um. And the war on Christianity. Now, here's this is my thing about when people start um, getting on religion. I understand that as a community and um, going forward with like millennials and whatnot, um, people are people are more and more deciding to divest from organized religion and learning and starting to divest more, in particular for for black people from the the Judeo Christian God understood um there are a lot of reasons for this a lot of hypocrisy that goes on within the church that needs to be addressed um that is also a conversation that can be had the conversation but where the conversation gets ugly is when you start calling people who subscribe to christianity coons and and slay and 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 uh, race traitors and that kind of shit. I feel like the the decision to forgive is a personal decision. Yep. And this man had every right to decide for himself whether or not to forgive this woman without having to ask the permission of the entire fucking diaspora. We did not lose. We didn't lose a family member. He did. And how he wants to cope with that pain is completely his business. As poor of a choice as it is. As poor of a choice as it is. But it's his choice to make, excuse me, Mark. I kind of think, like, um, yeah, a lot of people, like, focusing on that. It's his choice to be, you know, forgiving and that sort of thing. His choice to express his grief the way he sees fit. 
you know, him and his father. But, you know, if you look at kind of the big picture, it wasn't just him. It was the judge mm-hmm. hugging the woman. It was the uh, the bailiff um, stroking the hair, you know, gingerly stroking the hair. Oh, that was that bullshit. <laughs> they need to not have jobs for that. So I look at, like, I think people really, what they re- really are seeing is the undercurrent of a certain level of Stockholm Syndrome and white people worship. Yeah. Also fair. Yeah. Also a fair. Absolutely. Where is where is this level of compassion for? Where this where is this level of compassion for even wrongfully convicted black people? You know what I'm saying? Because like, we see those videos, and, and that's true. That's the conversation we should have. We should because we see those videos all the time, right? Yeah. Where the where the the black dude gets the sentence, and he just breaks down crying, and they get a nigga five years for crying. You know, it's like right. But I, but I but I agree with what Mark said. Like it, this really this really goes back to a whole plantation um, mentality of you know if 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 boss is sick we sick right you know if Amber goes to jail we go to jail you know if if she could have been if she could have appeared less guilty we could have gotten her off but instead we got her the bare minimum sentence that we could we're sorry we did that to you our white queen and let me console you now let me now let me just say that. The judge and the bailiff, they need to be reprimanded of the highest order. They, I don't agree with that, because that not only not only sets a bad precedent, but you that's just in direct dereliction of your job to be impartial. Correct. Uh, in a court of law, yeah, blatant favoritism. Yep. If if that had happened, blatant. If <laughs> if anybody else if anybody else had done anything like that. If this had been any other lower profile case, the shit would have got thrown out. Yep, almost certainly. Yep. Um. So uh, I'm not co. I'm I'm not co-signing what happened there, and I'm not even co-signing Botham Jean's brother <coughs> forgiving Amber Geiger. I'm not co-signing any of these things. Yo, I am respecting that it is his decision. Anybody ever kills me and my family, fucking hugs him. I'm coming back for all you motherfuckers. <laughs> It's gonna be thirteen ghosts in this. Let bitch. it be. Let it be known. Especially the hugger. Especially the hugger. <laughs> I will slap the forgiveness out of a nigga for. You know we best. We basically just came up with the new Jordan Peele movie. Wow. Hey, that's a that's a Jordan Peele movie right there. Uh, the ghost of somebody. The, Make a note of that, man. I'm gonna pull out the camera. I'm telling you, that's got, a that's a some, script. I got some extra time coming that's, up. That's some heat. That's a script. I right don't there. have to write it. I can be like Tyler Perry and just go for it. That's a whole. Yeah, that's out. a topic that should have been included in the show right there. <laughs> Tyler Perry's new studio. Oh, I'll, you I'll, know, I'll get to him. I'll get to him. Okay. We got to insert that. Yeah, I'll get to him. Um, uh, I was uh, even if briefly, I'll get to him. Um, all I'm saying is we can have these conversations without getting ugly to people that really aren't doing anything but living their lives. Um, yes. <laughs> Christianity, uh, in the there have been uh, plenty of atrocities committed in the name of Christianity. There have also been plenty of atrocities committed in the name of Catholicism. The transatlantic slave trade. There have also been plenty of atrocities committed in the name of uh, the Inquisition. Islam. There have been many atrocities considered uh, committed in just about every religion you can think of. Uh, because people have been fighting over whose God is better or whose God even exists for centuries. Mm-hmm. So y'all just want to pick out Christianity because it's popular with niggas. Um, y'all got to keep the same energy about a lot of shit. 
a lot of atrocities have been committed by a lot of organized uh, religions and a lot of uh, organ uh, institutions over uh, many centuries. So let's just keep the same energy there. Um, and we can do this without... We can have discussions about the diaspora and about the community without without going out and calling people who didn't do anything to you coons at every fucking turn. We can have that conversation. Um, that's all I got for that, man. Just, 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 just try to be better to people that ain't did shit to you. You know, I'm sure Christianity has done. No, I know Christianity has done a lot of fucked up shit. Botham Jean's brother didn't do none of that shit. He made a decision. And all we can do is not, it's not our family. All we can do is mind our fucking business and get over it. Um, Song of the week. Hmm. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, song of the week. Uh, Y'all know I like to keep it smooth. We're just going to get right into it. This is uh, Before This from Later featuring Cass is Dead. Uh, very smooth little joint. Um, so go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. Uh, we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. It's the wave now, right? Yeah, 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 I jumped out the map black, swagger like the rap pack, jacket, no snapback. Nah, nah, I don't have Snapchat, I'm not easy to contact, I'm old school black guy. Yeah, yeah. She real cheeky with the back chat, yeah, you took a good one, let's see if you can back that. You left no room to backtrack, you should see my room, baby, fat cat, fat cat. If we skip the chit chat, we can beat the traffic, I'll get you back intact You ain't got a call back, see me anytime in the form of a flashback Flashbang, quick thing, smash grab, champers, pancakes, breakfast, blackout Yeah, we tapping, no claptrap, ain't getting sidetracked, signing no contract Nah, and I kinda missed it yeah. About to get caught up, I can't miss 
step. We had an arrangement, so okay in the middle. See, I'm slicker than a pimp named Slipback. Dizzy off a dip dab, spinning like a slip man. Kickback, filling up a zigzag. And whip it to a flat tree, she harder than Jigga. I admit that I should keep my distance, but I need a fix and I got low resistance. Yeah, charisma, I really need assistance. Got under my skin, need to get her out my system. In the rear mid, you can see the pistons. Billy it's ten spokes spinning like a disc. Yeah, listening to Prince in the disc, man. About to say something wet. Hope she listening. <laughs> And that was before this from later featuring Cass is Dead. Uh, if you if you're interested in any of the music we play on this show, you can always go to Spotify and look up Opinions While Black featured music. It's a real playlist. It's a real playlist featuring uh, songs from Summer Walker, Lucky Day, uh, Usher, Ursha. Uh, oh man, we got some we got some heat on we there. Got some joints, and you know what? Just subscribe to it uh, because it updates itself. Updates every week. Um, I update it myself. If you have anything you want to send us, if you have any music you think I need to be put up on, it might end up on the show. So send it to me at opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com. Um, a little more about this Amber Geiger situation. So y'all know the witness, mm-hmm. the neighbor Joshua Brown was murdered. Was yeah. it even a day? Not not suspicious at all. <laughs> at all, man. Not suspicious. Was it even a day so after random. the trial? Um, a day or two? It was shortly after. Um, so they caught the suspects or suspect. Alleged. Yeah, suspect. Alleged suspect. Yeah, put that in quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, do so, the wiggle fingers thing. Yeah. <laughs> the quote fingers. Quote fingers. Uh, allegedly, this man had a had a, a extensive background with uh, criminalities, criminalities, various drug dealings, copious amounts of weed, and so apparently, um, after testifying uh, in open court against his police officer neighbor in a high-profile case, he decided to take the edge off by doing a drug deal with some gentlemen from Louisiana mm. who drove to Dallas. Yep, from Louisiana. From Louisiana for 12 pounds of weed, got into some kind of altercation, shot him, killed him, left the money, left the weed. Hmm. In his apartment. In his apartment. apartment. Didn't they get into a shootout with police or some shit? Uh, Who knows? Got into a, a shootout with police and the surviving person lives to tell the tale. Yeah. For now. And he's in police custody. Sure. He is currently in police custody and told this whole story. And we'll never hear from him again. Ever. Ever. If, he, if he even really existed. He's at work at Walmart right now. Let me tell you something. They don't give a fuck anymore. They that, literally sprinkle crack on this they, nigga. This is the Dave Chappelle joke. They sprinkle crack on this nigga. <laughs> when, I heard, when I heard the nigga got, got popped, I was like, if, it, if they say he was like, like a criminal or like anything like game related. Yeah, you already know. And I said that when I first heard it. I was like, they're going to say that. Like, if they say that, then you know this Dallas the police department is complete trash. Yep. Complete trash. Like, <clears throat> all this sounds like power spoilers. But and it's, and it's as written. As soon as they said Dallas police department is yep. going to investigate, somebody's going to, like, like uh, 
be yeah. a witness against them. Yep. You know, I knew how that was going to go. Yep. By the way, y'all, this is just another friendly reminder to fuck Dallas. Really? Real talk. Uh, fuck Dallas. Just wanted to remind y'all in case you forgot. Oh, it ain't just fuck the Cowboys. Fuck Dallas. And Fort Worth and Arlington. And Plano. Neiman Marcus ain't that fucking cool. Why not? Um, I mean, and here's my thing. There's so many plot holes in this. For one, why the fuck are you driving across state lines to Dallas when you can find drugs just as good in Houston... Why are you going to pass Houston Actually, and get to Louisiana. Dallas? Actually, Louisiana. You wouldn't even have to leave Louisiana. You wouldn't even have to leave Louisiana. And they don't give a fuck in Louisiana. For drugs in Dallas that you could probably pick up weed. in Houston for cheaper. Weed. For weed. weed. 12 pounds of weed. They ain't that much. Medical marijuana is legal in Louisiana. Weed. <laughs> My God! And then and actually, then, weed weed value is going down because of the legalization aspects that keep popping up in different states. Niggas don't even get shot over weed anymore. Yeah, like <laughs> they should have said heroin at least. Yeah, make it like interesting. They should have said actual crack, meth, something. I thought, I thought nobody, crack sales even went down. Yeah, nobody smokes crack anymore. Nobody smokes crack. This shit's like out. Yeah, like, Chris Brown. He just well, snorts coke. Real, he does straight Like if somebody said coke, cocaine, I'd be like, okay. cocaine and heroin. Yeah. You know, maybe like, okay, I don't know. Nobody gets shot over weed. And then here's my other thing. If I'm if I'm really looking for some weed, if I'm really looking to have a real party, like these motherfuckers apparently were, these geniuses, I am not driving across state lines to do a deal with a nigga that I just saw testifying in open court. In a high-profile case. In a high-profile case. Knowing that, in the worst-case scenario, because he testified against the police, they would be watching him. This nigga's, this nigga's phone is tapped. He stayed, a, he stayed right under the lady. He has a Dragon Ball Z shirt on. Y'all niggas know this is a fucking setup. I'm like, bruh, this, th- and that's why I said there's got to be power writers because it's this many holes in it. Only some niggas who write some shit where a nigga can walk in, can walk in a penthouse in Tribeca with an AR <laughs> <laughs> with no hoodie on, with no disguise or nothing. Juicy Smollett wrote that. <laughs> Juicy Smollett, yeah. the whole scenario, Juicy yeah. the French actor, <laughs> yeah, Smollett. <laughs> Y'all know Dave Chappelle was in town, right? Or is in town? Like he, like, yeah. like he's going on tonight. Maybe shit. I mean, maybe shit. He might be performing here right now. That nigga did a pop up. That nigga did a pop up at Rudyard's on a small Monday. Pub to twenty five people. <laughs> that nigga did a pop up at Rudyard's during open mic. Uh, performed, did 10 minutes, I guess, for 25 people. The next day, decide, the next day announced that he was going to put on a show in a room full of two, in a room of 200 people. House Blues Bronze Peacock Room. In the Peacock Room. At best holds 200 people. That shit was sold out. It, Dave Chappelle's smart. In a minute. That shit was sold out in like 10 minutes. It was less than that. I, I was, I was kind of Less tight. than that? I was kind of tight. That the if the it, it, the tickets went on sale at three o'clock, the tickets were sold out at three o five. And these are two hundred fifty dollars tickets. That was the VIP joints. That was all they had available. They announced. Oh, first of all, all, the tickets were already astronomical. They're one hundred and one dollars for a pop up. One hundred and one dollars 
for a pop-up, and if and then if they can fit any, if they had 150 of them, and then the other 50 were 200, almost 300 dollars mm. for a pop-up. Mm. Dave Chappelle knew what the fuck he was doing. He knew what the fuck he was doing because that shit sold out. He killed that shit. Did a show the next day. He's done three or four consecutive days. This is this is day. This is day three. This is day three. Yeah. And sold out again. That nigga knew what he was doing. That, let me tell you the, the, the optics of it. The optics of it are gonna be that Dave that Dave Chappelle did a did, did three nights in Houston, <laughs> sold them all out in less than thirty minutes. I'm just letting y'all know now. Uh, we got we got three pop ups coming next week. We need y'all to keep that same energy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're gonna be performing at. Uh, I love Third Ward and Project Row. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's going to be lit. Green lit. Seed Vegan. And uh, in Crumville. Get your tickets now. <laughs> you just announced it though. Hey, shit. Just get, let y'all get ready. Keep that same energy. $300 a pop. You know what I'm saying? The 50? <laughs> I got room for five people. Yeah. <laughs> Green Seed Vegan. Shit. If, if one of y'all buys a ticket, I'm good with that. <laughs> let me tell you something. It's the 15th next week. Somebody getting paid. Let me tell you something. He a pop up with astronomical prices like that. Dave Chappelle knew what the fuck he was doing. Them tickets wasn't for us. I mean, they. they them tickets, were. I mean, some niggas, some niggas went, but them tickets weren't for us. They knew what the fuck they was doing. Michelle Tebow went. Of course, Michelle so? Tebow went. Of course. So she's everywhere. She ain't telling nobody. That's right. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Michelle Tebow is everywhere. Shout out to Michelle Tebow. Shout out, definitely. Uh, that's a that's a wonderful little album. That last album she dropped was fire. Um, what was what what else was I do? Oh, new music. Um, no, I don't want to do new music yet. I went to see Joker. Me. Yeah. Mark, you went to see Joker. I went to see it today. He said uh, it was going to be topical on this show. I went. To and see you went it. to see it. I went to see it. Wow. Okay. I love this guy. I love this guy. So I'll I'll let you start it off. What did you think? The Joker <coughs> was the best remake of the Taxi Driver I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. But with that being said, it was fantastic. I thought it was fantastic. But I picked up on you know because I watch movies and shit you know so I saw sure. like every little innuendo. I was like, okay, it's another taxi cab driver, Robert De Niro. Right. And Robert De Niro's in it. And Robert De Niro was in it, right? Yeah, so, I mean, that should be common knowledge now. We're not spoiling, you know, so. Sure. <clears throat> but um, it was a fantastic movie. I mean, I would say, like, um, it was a lot of care taken into the story structure, the look of the movie, you know, like Absolutely. little details. They built, they kept building. And um, it surprised me here and there. I mean, I've seen so many movies. I can pick out every scenario that could happen in a movie now. Like, right. as I'm watching, I know this, this is going to happen. It's going to be predictable, or it can be predictable, but it's still great, you know. And there was some curveballs, you know, sure. a couple of here and there, and that, I was very, you know, pleasantly surprised with that. Um, but overall, I would give it, like, you know, Cisco and Eva thumbs up. I mean, that shit was fantastic to me. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people say, you know, torn about it or whatever. Well. I don't know why. Well, okay. I, it's coming out at a at a time when there are, <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry, America, um, it's coming out at a time when there are issues in that movie that are sensitive with the public in general. Mm-hmm. And what I think, 
uh, first of all, we have to understand that the guy who directed this directed, I didn't know this until this week, the Hangover trilogy. Really? A comedy? The directed the Hangover trilogy. I think he did like Road Trip, maybe. Yeah. Um, hey, quick distraction. Yes. Here's Georgia Smith in a cat suit. God damn, Georgia Smith, oh, fine. Man, hold up. Man. Okay. Man. Back to Joker. <clears throat> um, nah, I'm only Joker. doing this because I, I'm avoiding spoilers. Nah, just so, pull up Georgia so, you know. Smith while yeah, we're no, talking no, about no, the we're Joker. Not, we're not going to spoil <laughs> it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Nah, but yeah, yeah, you got to do your thing. We're not going to spoil it. Georgia Smith has an Instagram account, so we good. Okay. okay. So. I'm still here. Um, and I think that he, in defending the movie... I didn't know he was even making these comments until after I saw the movie. But he, in defending the movie, was not doing it any favors. There are some people who can say enough dumb shit that no matter how good your your art is, it will turn you off from from wanting to partake in their art. Just look at Tyrese. Um, and I think that a lot of people went in with that in mind that that Todd Phillips, the director, was just trying to fuck with them. And there are some aspects of the movie that want to shock you. Of course there are. It's a Joker movie. And I think a lot of the ways that it was politicized, because of the dumb shit that Todd Phillips said over time, um did not really relate to the movie. I don't think the movie was trying to be any of those political things. I think the movie was just staying true to the nature of the character, which this is basically what the Joker would be like in in the, the Scorsese version of the world. Yeah. In the Scorsese taxi driver world. Scorsese, uh, Scorsese, Scorsese does uh, Joker. Right. And so um, with that, I, I was hesitant to say I enjoyed it because I didn't know if it was a movie that I was supposed to enjoy. Like, I don't know if I was supposed to enjoy some of the shit that went down. It, and that's how Art House is. It's just to be considered not enjoyed or liked or disliked. Having said that, I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix ate that script for fucking lunch. Man. Joaquin Phoenix does shit like that. But then again, I can't be that impressed because Phoenix does shit like that in his sleep. He does shit like that. Like like, that's, his, that's his bag now. The weird motherfucker. The weird motherfucker with the strange posture who does Chai Chi in the dirty bathroom. Uh, he, was the weird, he was the weird nigga in Signs. He was the weird nigga in The Master. He was the weird nigga in... I mean, I thought, I thought Communist was weird in Gladiator. Every time I've seen him, he was weird. He was weird when he told us he was gonna start trying to rap. Like for real, for real. There was a there was a minute where he got, where he was trolling everybody. He swore he was gonna rap. Oh man, I ain't, I ain't hear about that. Yeah. It came and went. This was years ago. Is there but, a video of that? Did he actually do it? No, I don't think he did. If he did, I ain't seen. I'm, it. I'm intrigued now. Like if the, if he actually did it, I'll watch that shit right there. Phoenix is a he's a hip hop fan, but I I don't think that happened. Um. But like, I I think the only the only note I really had was that the transition from like the like the transition when he finally becomes the Joker, you know, with the you know the scene with the steps and all that mm-hmm. shit. I felt like the I felt like that transition when he finally ca- became who he was. And that's in the trailer, so we're not spoiling. Exactly. I feel like that transition was very. 
jarring because the first half of the movie goes well out of its way to not be a comic book movie in any form or fashion whatsoever. It is an intense drama. And for it to go from that to this colorful this colorful motherfucker, uh, you know, dancing and you know, carrying on, um, I felt like that transition was very jarring. It was like Scorsese. It was like Taxi Driver walking into the panel of a comic book. Um, now they, and because now, because no matter how real you want to keep your movie, when you're doing it, when you're doing a comic book character, at some point you have to shit or get off the pot and you go ahead, you have to go ahead and commit to the Joker lore, which I think they did. Um, those of you that are looking for this to be, for, to be able to look at this movie and go, oh, that's how the Joker in this movie started. Or, oh, that's going to give us some clues as to what's next for the DC universe or whatever. Y'all are out of luck. What happened, happened in this movie and ain't happening in any other movie. Sorry. Even how they made it, um, it's like based on whether it will be a sequel or like, you know, a continuation of the story or it's right. a one-off depends on how you interpret the last part of the movie yeah because it can be either way like if it's like if they never do another one i would still be satisfied because it's so well done agreed agreed <clears throat> um so yeah i i dug it um i i definitely think anybody that's even a little intrigued it's worth your time um but if you're gonna see it go watch the like taxi cab driver too from the 70s. right Right. Some people are going to tell you how violent it is and how, man, this is not the most violent. This isn't even the most violent of the Batman movies. Like, Batman himself has been more violent than the Joker was. Let's be honest. Um, any given 15 minutes of John Wick is more violent than maybe this whole movie was. Just keeping it a buck. Um, so, those people who are telling you how off the wall violent and scary it is it's it's not that serious it's like you know watching a wire violent like that i mean you know it's like yeah i've seen violent movies that that is disturbing to me to this very day you know i'm just that was entertainment to me it was just like a good rated r movie if y'all can watch first 48 you can watch joker um but uh so yeah for the most part i liked it definitely worth your time i'll definitely be getting it on dvd um, we can go ahead and go into new music. Okay, I'm back from Georgia Smith. All right. <laughs> this thing has been ogling Georgia Smith for the whole, what, five, ten minutes. Hey. Um, let's see. Um, new music. Summer can't, Walker. Can't sing, but she finding it. Okay. Speaking of. No. You said Summer Walker? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. All right, fair speaking, enough. Speaking right. fine, so. Gotcha. Uh, Summer Georgia Walker. Smith really can't sing, though. That is true. <laughs> Like, I remember, I remember when she was coming to Houston. A decide, when she was coming to Houston with the other lady. What was the other lady name? They had the album cover, look like an '80s album cover. Mm-hmm. It was Georgia Smith and the other chick. Anyway, they came to Houston, and I was so intrigued by the album cover. You know, it was like her, them two in front of a car, like an '80s looking car. It wasn't like Dej Loaf or nothing like that. I don't know. I'm just no. Nah, the other chick was, was way better a singer. Was it her? Is that what her name? No, nah, it wasn't her. It was it was somebody else. Georgia has even said that she can't sing. She said on her own Instagram, "I don't like the sound of my own voice." Are you serious? She said that. She knows oh, she can't sing. Shit. She don't need to. She needs to wear Nike cat suits 
And that's see, it. Like, see, we got to get all these disses out of the way now before this podcast blows up. I'm Maybe just saying. talking about you, 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 I, the headline, you won't believe what they said about Georgia Smith. Rihanna can't sing, but um, I know that no man would turn her down. I was going to say, we're not going to say negative things about Rihanna on this podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's what I'm we're just saying, not singing not is not a requirement. Sade is the most beautiful woman in the world with a one octave vocal range. You know, some of the best entertainers were really great vocalists. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because <clears throat> I dig Madonna. Yeah, Madonna. Well, Madonna I fuck with Madonna. She's like, you know, she, it's like a personality. She kind of right. overrated. I mean, I fuck well, I mean, 80s Madonna. I fuck with 80s Madonna. Getting to the Groove is, <laughs> that's a fucking classic. That's a great song. Um, Summer Walker. Um, much anticipated. Summer Walker jams. She got limited vocal range too. Let's keep it a buck. Summer Summer Walker jams. Well, hit you the jams. Um, we got a lot of people complain about the two minute songs. Hey. I was not complaining. I thought. It, I. It, I mean, it's a good. It's a good goddamn two minutes. That's the way the music. That's the way music is nowadays, though. I wasn't a big fan of the album. No. Mm. No. Uh-uh. It's not like your, she's like just standard. Not your vibe. She's like standard conventional millennial singer. Yeah. To me. It's just like in the beats are the same, you know, usual What 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 for you does a cuz I know we're we're slightly different in generation. What does a uh standard millennial singer consist of for you? They sound similar. You know, like everything is like similar, similar cadence, trap you know, beats, the, auto-tune. Yeah, kind of a kind of a kind of a freestyle type verse structure. Topics. And heavy reverb. Let's say these niggas, these I mean, niggas. Let's, let's keep it a buck. Sick of these niggas, these niggas. Well, this shit's kind of like the mosquitoes and shit. You know. I mean, let's keep it a buck. She kind of jam. Are we not? Are we not human beings? I mean, that you know, didn't start with Summer Walker. Like that didn't start with. We Summer objectified Walker. women for so long. <laughs> it's our turn to be objectified. We've been damn it! Shit on women for a long time. Let right. me get this objectification. Point taken. But it's kind of like you know, it's like fast food music to me. You're just like, oh, you know, sure. just that's all pop music. Just, okay. I mean, it's, no, it's like, like I kind of binge listening to it today. You know, just mm. like I just, it didn't, it didn't pull me emotionally at all. Okay. But again, you know, maybe I become the um, the grumpy adult at this point in my life. You know, you like, are just kind of like, and that's supposed to be me. <laughs> you know, like just just back when we were coming up, like you know, the parents were like, um, I don't like all this bebopping music. You know, I I become yeah. that. I, I mean, held on as long as I could. You know, I was like, I always I follow, I always follow what twenty somethings did. You know, all my life, and it, it just came to the point where yeah, I just don't like this, and there's so much of it, and I don't like any of it. I went to the Travis Scott, the the Astro World joint. You, oh, you weren't feeling Astroworld? <clears throat> the the event itself was oh, wonderful. Oh, the event, right, right, right. The event itself was fantastic. But sure. the acts were like just, they all sound the same, like they had the same cadence, same topics. I mean. Same if, beats, they all sound the same. It's like pep rally music or something, you know. If, if you, and if you want to keep it a buck, generationally speaking, I think, I think the, the old cats of, the old heads of any generation are going to have those critiques. About because you grew up listening. Basically, you just like what you heard when you were thirteen or fourteen, and that kind of tra- trails you for the rest of your life. Right. Because I, I had an article about that. Psychological. I remember there were heads who swore that everybody was trying to be like tribe and the native tongues. <clears throat> um, I rem- you know, the, it, it, and I remember when. Well, I don't remember, but there was a time when rap 
uh, everybody, not everybody understood that. And they were like, mm-hmm. why are y'all just fucking over all the disco records? Um, so that's a, so that's a fair thing to, to you know, it, it, you know, if you feel that way, it's all good. I think that's a fair thing. It's just, as long as you are conscious of the, of, of what's being passed down generationally. I am. And that there was somebody, you know, yeah. So you're, you are not the, you are not the brand of, of old head that I take issue with. The, old, the, the you, you're not delusional. No. Right. I, you don't strike me as delusional. So, um, what what are your what are your what are you jamming right now? Actually, before we go to the next thing. So the next thing I'm sure is going to be the Robert Glasper. That I thought that was phenomenal. Okay, so you dug the Robert Glasper. Yeah, I did. Okay, there were certain elements of it I thought were like um, it was really just not so much the music, but like a couple of vocalists, a couple of the rappers. It was like yeah. just talking about the same old shit, you know. And that's early on in the mixtape, maybe track two or three. I forget. But once I got over that, once I got over that, I mean, the rest of the album was just hypnotic. Like, I would drive around, I'd drive around just listen to that shit. I thought it was fantastic. It was funky. It was mad funky. You know, Robert Glasper never lets me down. It's been a while since Black Radio 2, so I was Mm -hmm. definitely ready for some shit. Which one was, was there a track Herbie Hancock was on? I know he showed up and played. Yes. There was a track with Herbie Hancock on this. And it was like, it was like in the first, wasn't it like the first two or three songs? Yeah. Oh, so he's doing the he's doing the keys, but when the probably the vocalist that I had like with <laughs> doing it, I would go back and listen to it again. You know, right. I'm open. You know, I'm right. open. Now, now before we Dave, now Damian Randall, Summer Walker, where were you with it? Uh, I liked it. I liked it. See, the thing is, I I understand. I I completely understand what Mark is saying. I come from a very, um, you know, my background in listening to music you know, is high quality production and Mm -hmm. insightful, meaningful lyrics. Um, Most of the time nowadays, I don't give a fuck about that though. And it's, it's because I listen to most of my music in the car in transit and it's, it's a lot of it is passive listening. So for me, it's about a vibe. Gotcha. And I I do feel like Summer Walker's album is a vibe. It's not something that I'm going to go to someone to say, this album changed my life. Facts. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. The same reason why I like Janae Aiko. She can't sing for shit. But there's a vibe that she has that I can get into. And, you know, seeing her sing live. And it, it, it made me feel pity for her. But <laughs> but it's a vibe, and it's something. It's an aesthetic that I like in in a certain setting, which is usually in my car, um, angry in traffic on the way home for work. Right. And and Summer Walker, you know, if, I don't know if you follow her Instagram account. She's I do. she's a fool. I know you. She, do. she shows her ass, literally it. and figuratively. Literally, she has a it's like. If I didn't know any better, I would think she was the other city girl. Like, I didn't... I'll didn't. I, I follow her. I, I'm sure I'll be entertained. She's her. very Atlanta. So. Very Atlanta. Quite Atlanta. Like, it's all up and down. But with that said, a lot of music, unfortunately, nowadays, I listen to it more passively, but it's more of a vibe yeah, that I listen to than, than actually listening to it for insightful, meaningful, whatever. Robert Glasper, you, where were you with that? I like it. Um... You know, but again, jazz music in general is is vibe music to me, and I you know I love Rob. That's you know that's the homie. That's the that's the hometown Houston native guy. 
and I, I barely missed going to one of his shows in residence at Blue Note last weekend. I just ran out of time. Couldn't okay. get there. Oh, yeah, he does have a residency. He has like a 40, 40 day residency or something like that. Okay. You've been Blue to Blue Note before? Uh, I have not. I have not. It's a very awkwardly laid out building. I've, really? I've heard that. I saw that. Kamasi Washington there. I went to Afropunk. I mm-hmm. forgot what, maybe 2015? With that Grace Jones and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um,. It's just weird. It's just like a weird layout. Like you really, it's real. You in there like a sardine. It's like, like the whole how how a slave ship. You know when you see that diagram of a slave ship, how the slaves. Yeah. Are? yeah. That's how. <laughs> oh shit! Oh wow! It's like it's very awkwardly. The tables are like just rows and rows, and it's like you got like real thin ass table. You heard it here. And if like your back is facing blue notes <laughs> built like a slave ship. <laughs> your back is away from the stage. You got like turn all the way around. There ain't no room to like move your chair, so you got to be like. Fuck. Right. Like the right. whole time, like looking over your shoulder. I don't understand why your niggas don't <laughs> understand the, the ergonomics of a good slave ship. <laughs> White man put that together so that you wouldn't tweak your back out of shape. Look at all the back support you got, niggas. Does the back need to be supported by the time you get to the plantation, nigga? You know, you might get a little, you might get a little scurvy. You might lose a leg or a limb or so. That's just a, that's just a. A hazard of the of the profession, but you should be happy that at least it's ergonomically suitable, nigga. Instead of running around in a bush with a grass skirt on and a ring in your nose, the white man brought you over here and gave you a new life, taught you Christianity. Like some lawless savages, you know they're gonna have another boondocks. Don't They'll bring it back the boondocks. Yeah, bring it back the boondocks with the with Aaron Magruder. Oh, is is it gonna be on the BET streaming joint? It's yeah, on it's gonna be it's on one of the streaming things. Yeah, okay. BET um, though? No, I don't think. No, so. it's not BET. I don't it's, think he's ever going back to BET. It's yeah, gonna be, whole disc. No, it's gonna be. Aaron it's gonna be like one of those. I think it's a, maybe it's HBO. It, it, yeah, it's it, the HBO. Or it might be. It might be the HBO like Apple TV. It's one of those that I don't have a subscription yeah, to yet, but I will be getting a password from someone. Yeah, Magruder ain't going back. Reginald Hudlin would love to have him, but it ain't happening. Shit, he got Reggie Hudlin's ass too. <laughs> Shit, whole show about he was on the, yeah the, the whole BT disc, disc yeah. episode that was that was Reggie Hudlin. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, uh, what else? What what else was new? Oh, Sabrina Claudio. Man, let me tell you something. Now, I let did me, like go ahead, go ahead. Let go ahead. me just open up on this one. Um, I know Sabrina Claudio is supposed to be canceled and all that shit. Um. Sabrina Claudio has taken the Chris Brown strategy, which is make the music so jamming you are uncancelable because they've been trying to cancel Chris Brown for years. And this nigga just came out with an extended version of the last album he dropped that already had too many fucking songs on it and the shit is still selling. So she is taking the Chris Brown way out and just making music so jamming you cannot deny her. Because that's how I felt about this fucking album. <laughs> this fucking album was nice. It's a great album. I ain't gonna lie. I'll check it out, too. It was, it was, <laughs> that was a good album. That was a smooth motherfucking album. I tell you. I don't... I, let me tell you. Um, no matter how canceled she is, this this album will get the pussy. I'm, I'm telling you now, fellas. That's probably the reason why I didn't like the Summer Walker. Because I listened to Summer Walker after I listened to... Um, Sabrina Claudio? Yeah, like three times. I was like, this is a great album. All right, so just so I could talk about it on the show, <laughs> check out Summer Walker. I was like, I was like five, out, five songs in. I was just like, man, this sucks. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, 
Let me put that rubber glasses back on. Oh man. Um I I like Summer Walker. I loved Sabrina Claudio. Um she had a joint with uh this dude Zane mm-hmm. from One Direction. Honestly, I thought all them little motherfuckers' names were Zane. I did. Uh, one of them little boy band motherfuckers. I thought they were all just Zane, Zane, and Zane. Uh, but apparently that little motherfucker is gonna be the Justin Timberlake of his group because he was he was uh, he was going off. He snapped on that shit. I don't know where else I've heard him, but he was jamming. Um, this was a smooth ass album. If you liked. If you like the last Sabrina Claudio joint, she went back to, she went back to the shit she did before on, on that on the album before last. Um, unapologetically, get the draws music, most of it. Um, I don't see the harm in <laughs> in putting a few darkies in that place. <laughs> Y'all need to go. Listen to the beautiful musings of this this luscious, light-skinned, and or Latino singer. Culturally ambiguous. Culturally ambiguous. She is a social chameleon. She can pass for white, hopefully, but dark never. Oh, Sabrina Claudio. I got all of her cassettes and CDs. Oh, boy. Not cassettes. Got them at Sam Goody. Oh man! Don't you trust them, no niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, D. Ruckus. That was another. That was another episode of Nigga P. Standard. <laughs> um, let me just tell you, if y'all ain't canceling Chris Brown, and I was listening to the Joe Budden, if y'all ain't canceling us, <laughs> if y'all ain't canceling us, y'all ain't canceling Sabrina Claudio. Let me tell you, you know what? Joe Budden made a good point. He played on his podcast where Justin Bieber. Years ago, uh, say he did a version of his song called "One One Less Lonely Girl," called where he was singing "One Less Lonely Nigga." Have you heard this? No. He was like, Bieber did he, this. He was Justin Bieber did this. He he had a he it was him and one of his friends. They had a little camera behind closed doors, and he just kept singing "One Less Lonely Nigga," "One Less Lonely Nigga." <laughs> If I kill you, I'm going to join the KKK. Really? <laughs> Wait, who did I, this? Justin Bieber, bro. This oh, oh. 2014. He, wow. Hey, man, was... pull that up. I just got to be on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sure enough, nobody canceled this motherfucker. Usher signed this nigga. Well. Well, well, then. I, the herpes might be affecting his mind. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm. I'm just saying. We don't know the psychological effects of herpes. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> um, but sure enough, this motherfucker, this little motherfucker. I, I. You can't. You can't make this shit up. One less lonely. One less lonely. One less Let's see the video, man. Turn this. He was like 14. Wow, he, he. Okay. He did that shit. Wow. So if you're not canceling 
Justin Bieber. Wow. You're not canceling Chris Brown. And you're not well, canceling hold on. us. That's a little bit harsh to cancel <laughs> that delicate white man. <laughs> so you definitely not canceling Sabrina Claudio. Get the fuck out of here. That's why cancel culture can get the fuck out of here. Because y'all not canceling the people that need to be canceled. Y'all ain't canceled him. Y'all ain't canceled 50 Cent. And he says terrible shit every week. Who has effectively been canceled and never recovered from cancellation? Like, name one person. Nobody really. I mean, Louis C.K. keeps recanceling himself. Yeah. Um, Louis C.K. Maybe Chrisette Michelle. We definitely yeah. got her to fuck but up she out was, of here. She was kind of canceled before she... She like, was trying to kill herself. She lost her baby and shit. Oh, damn. Yeah, that, man, that shit got serious. Man. I will not comment. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just stay, telling you. I will stay away from that there. I mean, they're dark. I mean, shit. Man, that Ooh. shit got dark fast. I'm just mm. telling you. This is darkness. Um, but yeah. Darkness, everybody. But darkness. For the, but for the most part, it's hard to get people to fuck out of there. And they stay canceled. Really, it's all just like a big high school popularity contest, in and out of popularity, you know. Like anybody can rehab their image. Anybody. Um, let's see what else happened. Um, the other city girl is out. How many other? There are two city girls apparently. Okay. I did not know the other. Ci- this is this is news for me because I did not know the other city girl was in prison. What are their names? One of them is Young Miami. The one that was that was not in prison is Young Miami. I've heard of that. And the other one is named JT. I don't know what the JT stands for, mm. but her name is JT. She's out of prison. I don't know what she did to get in prison, but I did not know that she was in prison in the first place until this week. I did not know she existed until moments ago. I just knew that there was one city girl who I hadn't heard about, and there was another city girl who keeps telling us that she doesn't drink water. <laughs> that's a brand. <laughs> oh man, um, that's what I'm. I'm gonna just tell you, um, niggas really out here not drinking water. Look, look that's fine. Black I'm gonna man. just tell you these young, these young girls like dehydrated this, while black. <laughs> let me just tell you these young girls, girl, a chick like that, a millennial chick, young millennial chick, tell you she don't drink water. That's a good pussy. I'm telling you. I'm telling well, you right now. I'm telling you right now, the ones that got the most ratchet shit going on, that's the good pussy. I'm just, I'm just telling you. We'll, we'll, I, I know this because we'll save that story for opinions while back after. We're going that. to need you to up your vaginal standards, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that pussy could also probably clean the rust off of a car bumper, but uh, you know, even you so, know, even so, that. It will probably contain the rest of the car. I'm going to my sir, sir. I'm going through my middle roll of dicks. Let me see. How, was she crazy? It was pretty good. I'm trying to remember. You know, was she ratchet? Was she crazy? Was she psycho? Nah, I mean, I think it depends on the individual. Was there a car bumper rust when you pulled out, sir? Oh, man, see. We've gone too far. I would say, maybe we did. <laughs> We've gone too far. Um, what else is going on? Safari has not paid, ta- has not, apparently, uh, until recently, did not pay taxes for years. He had a $30,000 tax lien. I mean, shock. That's Erica Miller, that's what you are marrying into. <laughs> shock, and she ain't going to cover it. And she's pregnant. I was gonna say she ain't covering it. Uh, the love and hip hop money ain't that good. Is she pregnant by him, allegedly. 
Uh, she's pregnant by him. They're having a child. Hmm. They did a little, they did a little pregnancy interview or whatever, where he's kissing her stomach and all that shit. Hmm. Good for him. The 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 Sapherica or whatever. Can't wait for that baby to look like the production assistant. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Don't you trust them? No, that's over there. Um. What else is going on? Damian Lillard versus Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I already know who I'm siding with. So, okay. So, it, now, um, Mark, do you know about this? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, for those of you who don't know, Damian Lillard was a guest a couple weeks ago on the Joe Budden podcast. Um, he was talking about how he was talking about how he wants to get into rap. And uh, one of the gang asked him if he rapped better than Shaq. And he said, yeah, I rap better than Shaq. And he was just basically going into how he felt like, after hearing that music, that people weren't really hype about Shaq's rap skills, that they were hype about the fact that, you know, it was a, and Shaq was a huge pop, pop icon at the time. That it was a huge pop, pop, pop icon like Shaq rapping. I'm the Hoopa, the Hyper, protected by a Viper. <laughs> And it's true. And Shaq did not take kindly to this. So he wrote, so he came out with a diss record and a video uh, with a puppet of himself in the old magic joint, in the old Orlando magic joint, doing the rapping for him. He had a, first of all, why does Shaq have a Muppet version of himself? Because he has too much free time on his hands. How does he, he have all this free time? He has 13 go, commercials going at any given moment. Damian Randall, Media Assassin. Can you pull up that video? <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. I've actually I've actually interviewed with Harry Allen before. One of the one of the best yet most intimidating interviews I've ever done. Really? And it, and I was just and, and for no reason other than I was like, I'm talking to Harry Allen, the Media Assassin. That's a that's a big holy deal, shit. This was in the nineties. No, this was like two thousand six. Oh wow! Long story. Um, but he was interviewing me, which was the wild part. Uh, what am I looking for? Shaq and puppet. Yeah, uh, Shaq, uh, Damian Lillard. This okay. The greatest, the greatest thing that Shaq has ever done is Kobe. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> and it, even that was kind of weird. I mean, it was probably the best bar he ever spit. That was it, it, it. Even that was kind of weird because he was just randomly in the club saying that shit. And Kobe is a hoe. Like and a, fuck a, Kobe a, also a fool. On side, on side note, Kobe Bryant sucked my dick. Wow. Um, I, I that's a that's another hard. Sorry, I don't I don't know what your sports affiliations are, Mark, but that's a that's another hard stance we have here at Opinions Wild Blacks. Why does he have a puppet version of himself? Okay. That's, that's why does it. he have a boombox? Why is he? Why did he spend the first forty-five seconds talking about spankings? I think that's yeah, that's enough. Um, for now, Shaq is 
fundamentally speaking, Shaq is a is a is a fundamentally strong rapper. He has the fundamentals sure. down. He is a he is a functionally functional rapper. Functional rapper. Okay, fair enough. Now, the the punchlines were not there like we are used to in this era of hip hop. So it really came down to a to a generational thing, mm-hmm. like you like you were saying earlier. I mean. <clears throat> But the thing is, I mean, like if you like early two thousands, early two thousands sound, you know, go with Shaq. If you like the, the now sound, the current of sound, it'll be the Mac DVD ish kind of sound. It'd be the early one. I mean, the uh, what's the other guy's name? Look, Damian Lillard. Yeah, Damian I just want to say, y'all are talking, y'all out here talking about bars. All right, this is music right now. I kind of broke it down. Like music today, <laughs> those are not words. Rappers today are basically like punk rock artists back in the day. You know, like I don't know how to, I don't know how to play guitar. You don't know how to play drums yet, but I'm gonna get on the mic. We're gonna steal some drums. You're gonna beat on the drums. I'm gonna scream into the mic. And it's gonna be a vibe. And it's gonna be a vibe. And that's what happened. And they evolved. Some of them evolved and became, you know, good musicians. I blame Lil Wayne. Yeah, so it's that and, you know, the evolution of what that's gonna be, you know, it's just not now. You know, now we're in the early stages still of mumble rap. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just that's just. But I think Damian Lillard's a little. They got their own vibe. They got their own sound. You know, it's just not. Damian Lillard can rap. I would say I think Damian like, Lillard. I think his his lyrics were clever. Than a, yeah. Right. He, he can rap. Like the whole like um, him saying like I'm a, I'm a Tesla battery and you're still a you're diesel. You're still a diesel, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying like you're old school. I'm new. I'm new guys now. You know. You know the common diss, generational. And he can kill you from that corner jumper. Shout out to the Rockets. That was true. What up, Frank? He came for Trevor Ariza. Uh, Shaq did. He said, "You, he said, you not even." He said, "You, you think you LeBron, but you not even Trevor Ariza." Trevor Ariza slapped shot Shaq for that. And Trevor Ariza also does not want that smoke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, Kobe, his, his, you know, his bitchness himself even admitted. That if Shaq would have connected with him, it would have been, been a wrap for Kobe. It would have been a wrap. And yeah, I agree. I've seen Shaq in person. He was at 24-Hour Fitness in Pearland one time the summer before he went to Cleveland. So I'm working out at like 2 in the morning. He is legitimately a a very big, solid man. Pause just in case. And if he connects... It's a wrap. You and I are not small guys. No, not, All right. not by any sense of the imagination. We're getting knocked the fuck out. Oh boy, we're getting okay. knocked the fuck out. Well, let me take it back then, Trevor Ariza. Keep your hands to yourself. Um, God, what else? What else is going on? Um, I think. Oh, you know what? Okay, real quick, the rap list have to stop. <laughs> the top thirty 
top 50 whatever the rap list have to come to a fucking end you know how you know the rap list have to come to an end when ti the 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 nigga behind iggy azalea the nigga who ate who the nigga who ate who hates the last syllable of every word <laughs> astronomical <laughs> <laughs> he, he got a high dubiosity. <laughs> no, no, fuck that. T- so Ti has a list. He has a rap list. I think uh, we'll, we'll see. Shout out to Ti for being literate. First of all, quite literate. Maybe too literate. <laughs> uh, Ti has a list. Now, granted, he has a list in the in in regards to he was. It was a hot thing, and he was trying to, you know, get some smoke for the podcast. He got a new podcast, so he was trying to get some smoke for that. Fair enough. He named himself number 11. There's a lot. I don't know who all was on that list. I'm glad he didn't make himself top five. But I can guarantee you there are at least five people behind him on said list that don't need to be behind Clifford Harris. There really aren't more than 15 good rappers in Atlanta, though. <laughs> huh? Huh? I'm just saying. I, 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 it's like Andre 3000 and then whoever else you want. The I just think in general, the list can be enough. Ludacris better be ahead of him. The Ludacris absolutely needs to be ahead of him. But also lists are dumb. Big Boy needs to be ahead of him. I'm going to call you to the spot right now, Oz. Who is your 47th favorite rapper of all time? <laughs> right now. I, right now. I can't do it. I'm right t- now. See? I'll tell you, I can't do it. Who if gives he, a if fuck? He's, if he's 47, I don't like him that much. <laughs> I'm just, at that point, you just name a niggas that you know. It must be Dale the Funky Homo Sapien or some shit. Cause I, I just, um, hey, on the, on the flip side, whatever happened to that list, uh, the softest, what was it, the softest rap? Softest MCs in the game. Ah, big ghost. Yeah, softest rappers in the game. And Drake was number one like every year. Softest (laughs) rappers in the game? That happened? Yeah, this dude named Big Ghost. uh, He had a blog. He has has an Instagram now, but he used to do it annually. It was so well written. It was like hard for me to read this shit all the way through in one sitting. I had to like read this shit in doses. He's like, when that motherfucker would rap, feathers would be coming out of the speakers. Yeah. Like oh no, T.I. has 50. He has a whole 50. Let me tell you something. He's number He's number you 11. He got to the number. That nigga's number 11 behind, uh, in front of Big Pun. He in put fr- himself in front of Big Pun? Yes, he put himself in front of Ghostface. Yeah, what? see, y'all gotta stop these lists. He put himself in front of Ludacris. Ludacris is number 36. See, this is the thing. This is the problem with He this. put himself in front of Ludacris? <laughs> Bruh, he put himself in front of LL Cool J, man. Kendrick, Jada Kiss. Let's go to the Method next seg- Man. Let's go to the next segment, man. Speaking of which, that's why that's the that, point I want to make. Like the Shaq versus uh, what's the guy's name? <laughs> Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. That's like LL Cool J versus Kumo D. Oh, oh. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Though. I will say if you ask someone, if you, if you ask someone over the age one? of forty-eight. <laughs> They're gonna be like when Cool Modi was in Treacherous Three, he was the fiercest MC out there, and LO Cool J was just this young whippersnapper coming to try to take his spot. If you listen to some classic Cool Modi, Cool Modi was ripping cats on the mic. I personally believe Cool Modi was trash, but that's why, what old heads be saying. Why is Drake in Ti's top ten? Because Drake is good. 
Better than Cameron and Jada Kiss. Better. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. I'm gonna say yes. Okay, you do that because <laughs> I would like the smoke. Scarface. <laughs> now this is why I take a Scarface is number twenty-three. Nah, see, what? nah. See, nah, Scarface is number right, twenty-three. You got you got to throw the whole ti away. That's a wrap. Uh, yeah, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> so, for you listeners that are not completely initiated in hip hop, bear in mind this is the nigga who gave us Iggy Azalea. Just, just keep that in mind. Um, uh, Schoolboy Q clowned this shit though. Schoolboy Q was like. He was like, he he did a tweet. He was like, imagine you sitting around talking about your forty eighth favorite rapper. <laughs> you niggas are crazy. Um, Schoolboy Q's last album was nice. Sorry, very nice, very nice. We, there's some Schoolboy Q on the playlist on the yeah. Opinions While Black playlist. Him and Janae Iko, that was a hot joint. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Opinions While Black. You are experiencing Opinions While Black. <laughs> Sober conversation with the Lee Sober team in podcasting. Pour up. Yo, what up, y'all? This is your boy Oz. Uh, got a real quick request for you. Uh, if you are listening to this show at this moment, whatever venue you are listening to it on, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, iTunes, uh, some of you said podcast addict, wherever you're listening to Opinions Wild Black content, do me a huge favor. If there's a like button, click that like. If there's a star, click that star. Uh, if there's a comment, please leave a comment. That's how people know that you're excited about what you're listening to. And the way black content is passed around and the way people catch on is they see where you have left your mark and your indication that you like this. Um, so if you see Opinions While Black content anywhere on the net, please like it share it, comment on it, because black creatives desperately need your support. Uh, thank you. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. And uh, Ronald Reagan is the devil. That is all. We are back. We are black. Yep. We are opinionated. Yep. I have to say, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I cut myself off. <laughs> you knew it was heading to a bad place? I still got to go to work tomorrow. Um, it is time for a lot of hook dick left. Lot left. <laughs> uh, it is time for white people must be stopped. Skirt. Um, what, is, what white people have been fucking up a lot. I mean, we started off with Amber Geiger, but you know Matt Lauer has another sexual assault allegation. Collect them all. Collect them all. This motherfucker is out here. Um, collecting rape cases like Amazon packages. Right. Ma, can you bring the package in the house for me? <laughs> it's another rape case, man. God, Mom, stop looking through my mail. God. Um, Matt. Okay, according to page six, former NBC staffer Brooke Nevels continued to. Ha oh, well, I'm, I, I skipped a bunch of shit, didn't I? Oh, uh, former NBC staffer Brooke Nevels continued <laughs> to have sex with Matt Lauer after he allegedly raped her in a hotel room wow. in Russia because she believed the encounter quote was all her fault uh told the post wow that's a lot in one paragraph that is that's a, a lot to unpack right there um the former nbc staffer claimed that lauer anally raped her while they were covering the sochi olympics in 2014 
However, Neville's now 35 did not go to the police nor report any assault to NBC chiefs at the time and continued to have multiple sexual liaisons with him once they were back in New York, the source said. Brooke thought it was all her fault and she stayed that way until the Me Too movement came along, the source said, referring to the powerful movement against powerful men accused of sexual assault. Um, like many victims, she was trying to clean up the original event in her mind, thinking if they could have a romantic relationship, then she could make this event less traumatic. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put the brakes on it right there. <clears throat> women, particularly black women. I don't, this woman is not black, but I want to address black women. It is okay to say something. It is okay to say something is uh, we need to start creating a culture where it is okay to say something that is easier said than done that is there's more to unpack there than just coming forward I realize that we have to start putting steps forward to make it okay to say something when this shit pops off because for someone to be so scared of coming forward that they have a rom that they continue to have a romantic relationship with their rapist that's some heavy shit that is some heavy shit and some heavy white people shit i mean i'm sh i mean this happens in the black community too but bl white men with power is a crazy motherfucking thing we have to start making it okay for people to fucking say something. I'm sorry. We do. We do. There's a lot to unpack there. And the fact that she thought it was going to be better for her to carry on a romantic relationship with this person than say something about being anally raped. Wow. That was very descriptive. I want you to hold that in your mind and think about what that says about how our society treats rape victims when they come forward. I just want I just I just want you to think about it. Um Matt Lauer bucking. Of all people, like really? The today motherfucker? The today motherfucker with the rapidly receding hairline. Maybe it never existed. Maybe there was no spoon. And you know. I don't know. Yeah, he fucking up. I have a real life racist story. Uh oh. <clears throat> at my job. Okay. Um I'm getting I'm getting more and more comfortable talking about my job because my job is about to not be around. Mm. Um so I don't give a fuck. So I was taking a customer's information, a client. I was taking their information, I was taking their ID. Yeah, it was it was one of these middle-aged white ladies who's still fairly attractive who's like whole wardrobe is Sandra Bullock in the in the blind side mm. kind of thing and wants you to know she went to LSU and all that shit um it is banned books month for those of you that don't know mm. and she goes that display outside is it really banned books month I said, yes, ma'am, it is. And there's a display with a whole bunch of books. You call her ma'am, though? I call everybody. I, I, oh, okay, okay. Ma'am, sir, I'm 
I'm raised that way. <clears throat> you know, going into this and um, I'm kind of so, triggered after that whole courtroom thing with the you know bottom jeans stuff. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> um, and so there was uh, a display with a lot of banned books, uh, books that have been banned over the years in various states and various school districts. Um, Ender's Game, Lolita, various things. Um, and so I said, yes, ma'am. Uh, at some point in time or at some place, it depends on the school district. It depends, it depends on the state or city or town. And she goes, I just can't believe all those books have been banned. I mean, I'm an educator myself. I, I teach at LSU. And now, now some books, like for instance, have you read The Color Purple? I looked at her. I might have flipped through it a time or two. She goes, well, like now, for example, like The Color Purple, I just don't want my kids. I just don't want that in my children's heads. Uh oh. Here we go. <clears throat> I double tape. I'm just writing her information down, getting her checked in so we can uh, uh, offer her service. Not saying a word. Like, I don't want, like, the things that happen in the color purple, I don't want that in my children's heads. I mean, I know that those things happened. And I know that those things happened. They're probably important in history at some point. But I just don't want my children thinking about that. Y'all need to protect this white woman's children and grandchildren <laughs> from the evil in these books that some nigga probably wrote and got banned. Gone, white woman. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked. Thank you, D. Ruck D. Ruckus. I'm fucked. Um. <clears throat> so, I, first of all, I don't know what it was about this transaction. She wasn't mad when she didn't know they were banned. Well, all of a sudden, because they're banned, she was like, "Oh, I don't know. If we should have that." Right. And what made it? What? What qualified me to have a discussion about the color purple? And that it should be bad. What made her think that I would co-sign that? Because the movie was directed by a white man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank That's you. the only saving grace. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. Of that cinematic niggotry. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Steven Spielberg, for putting your white hands on a decidedly Negro star. <laughs> Look at Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Look at that nappy hair. God damn it. Nigga, old gentleman. Oh man, we are so canceled. Um, I got the passwords. <laughs> um, but like, I never understand what qualifies me or how white people qualify specific black people to want to have these conversations with. I have an answer to that. <clears throat> this is actually a discussion I've had with my friends for my entire life. Okay. Whenever you are the only black person in the presence of white people, you and you alone are the sole representative of all blackness. You're the you're the nigga consulate. At at any point at any place you are the black delegation. Wow. When in the presence of white people. That's great power and great responsibility. That first, is First of all, <clears throat> nigga consulate needs to be a term. <laughs> and that's the name of the episode. <laughs> that is the name of the episode. <laughs> Let me write it down before we forget. <laughs> That is the nigga, the nigga consulate. Um, 
and she like she really qualified this. And it's not the first time somebody's tried to qualify one of these conversations with me. Oh man, how many people have come into my job wanting to wanting to ask me what I think of Obama? Oh, how about that? That Obama, I think there's just a, there's a lot we're not saying about him. I don't, I don't know about him. Cause we're, cause I, is it because he's black? They always, and when, when they ask you if it's because he's black, they know it's because he's black. Yep. That's when they know. They, they're waiting for the qualification from me to tell you that this conversation is okay and this conversation is not okay. And I, you know, I can be open about these things at my job now because, well, I don't. It, 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 I will say I'm not going to be at that job much longer. Um, it's all going off the rails. One of my coworkers is literally on her off days. She has a she has a a, a booth outside the store selling electricity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And like pyramid scheme electricity. When you're outside of your job on your off days doing another job. <laughs> you don't give a fuck. You don't wow. give a fuck. It's like, fuck this job. You kick up a trash can. I quit. <laughs> Didn't we just see you there yesterday? And like pyramid scheme electricity. Yeah. So if you don't buy the electricity, she going to ask you if you know five people who might want to. And can you write their phone numbers down? I told you, this is my coworker that always knows what the pyramid scheme of the week is, and she's always on it. She was selling Obama phones last week. I don't even, Obama she said phone. Obama phones? I shit you not, bro. She just stopped selling Obama phones like a, like a month ago. What, what, what's an Obama, yeah, what's phone? An Obama phone? Is that like Boost Mobile or some shit? Y'all know, y'all, y'all know about Obama phones? Yeah, I'm not black. <laughs> <laughs> Obama phones, like the the um, it was almost like the Obamacare of a phone line. You just have to do the minimum amount to keep this bitch on. That's cricket, basically. Oh, basically. So it's like a burner phone. Yeah. So it's called affordable burners. They're is, not even. They're not even good phones. Act? They're like little track phone type joints. What is it called? I don't even know. Like, like, like I'm telling you, I've, y'all have never seen this little kiosk on the street? I'm not poor. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I'm not, I'm not Paul. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I, um, I, one minute it was Obama phones. It's all that was what was fucked up. She had the booth. She had the booth where she was selling the electricity, but on the side she had that little coffee. You know what I'm talking about? The the Jesus coffee. <clears throat> Where everybody who sells it automatically just goes on their Facebook and starts putting oh, that, Bible quotes down? The, the, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. She had the nerve to be selling electricity. And while you're here, would you like to sample some coffee? I'll be damned. That, if that ain't a hustle, I don't know what is. Whenever I see Negroes <laughs> in a makeshift tent with like two folding chairs, I just divert my attention elsewhere. Cause usually I I even ignored it. I thought it was the Dare people. You know the you know Dare trying to get funding again. Cause okay. the government that took their funding. Oh okay. Yeah, so Dare's out there doing that. Um, yeah. After they lied to everybody about drugs. Um, that same company is back. Dare had the the government Let's is keep taking kids their, off drugs. And they yes, and they are canvassing for people to donate to them. Wow. So they can continue to lie to people about weed. Um, send your racist stories 
your racist uh, real life stories, along with your listener letters, your questions. We have a, oh, we have a question. We have a listener letter what? question. Uh, we'll get to right after the break. Okay. Um, send all the send all of that to opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com or any of our social media outlets. Um, you can find us at uh, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, you can just type in Opinions Wild Black Podcast. You can find us. Um, we will be back to finish it off with the top three STFUs. You are experiencing Opinions Wild Black, Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. Motherfucker. And we are back. Mm. We are black. Mm. We are opinionated. Mm. I have to tell you, I'm 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 drunk for a Thursday night. But this is my weekend has already started. So. I cut myself off long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after last week, I guess I guess you would. After Euphonic, yeah, you got to chill. You got to put a week between like appearances <laughs> when you fuck with Euphonic. Yeah, that was pretty lit. We have a listener letter. I think this is the first real listener letter wow. I've read on the air like this. Let's go. Um, this is from Dominic Sanders. Uh, love the show. Great content. Lots of fire emojis. Um, can we have a show to talk about the effects of the LGBT community has on the black community? And what's more important, fighting for you color or your sexual preference because I have a daughter that's on the fence on liking girls or boy. Hmm? I will translate. <clears throat> I think what Dominic is saying is we should have a talk about the effects of the LGBT community on the, on the black community and whether it's more important to fight for your color fight for your race or your sexual preference because um, he has a daughter that may or may not identify as queer. Um, I'm going to give the best answer I know how. Um, Dominic, first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, writing to us. It's okay to fight for both. You can be black. You can be queer. And you can stand in your truth in both of those things. Because both of those, th because b whether you are just black, whether you are just queer, or whether you are black and queer, you still have the right to exist as a human with rights like everybody else. Yeah. Um, you don't have to choose. Your daughter does not have to choose. Your daughter can be both things. I realize from the tone of your uh, listener letter that you may not understand one of those things that she may or may not identify as. You don't have to understand. <clears throat> you aren't. I don't know how old your daughter is, so maybe that's a factor, but. You don't have to 100% understand as long as she's not hurting anybody and as long as she's not hurting herself. She can be both. She can be both black and queer. And I mean, you not only can she be both, she probably is. So it's not Right. There's really not a really not a choice. Like I'm black and a male. Right. Um so I don't 
I don't really have a choice on what I can be. I think I think I'm I think I'm I'm a little confused by the questioning because it, he says should I be concerned about the effect of the LGBTQ community? I don't think there's an effect to be had. I think yeah. they're 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 us. They're part of us. They are. I mean, they are. I mean, you really can't they, have a black experience about the the the. the there's so many letters. I always get confused. Yeah, if I'm let me, saying wrong. But like the thing is, people that, are, people are people. There, there's not a it, gay culture is heavily influenced by culture, like house music, um, just fashion, what? Um, just actually like even fighting the civil rights movement. Like uh, Black Lives Matter consists of like right. the, the mo- that was mostly. I think the thing is like I, I hate queer to sound, and women that started that. I hate to sound like you know. All lives matter, but I always consider you know they're just human beings to me. Yeah, I, I mean to me it sounds it sounds almost like he's concerned to know that his child or whoever this is might end up being gay. Which I mean that really has nothing really has nothing to do with you. If they're going to Doesn't. be gay, they're going to be gay. They're going to be regardless queer. of your parenting, right? Regardless of your parenting, um, I don't think you should be worried about what effect the community would have on them. I think that you should just be supportive of whoever they are because whoever they are, they're going to be. And you can either make it more difficult for them by making it an issue, by having, by making a statement that's kind of, it, it almost has undertones of someone saying, what about the gay agenda? It almost has that undertone. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but by, by othering right. the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, it's almost like you're saying, like, conditionally, this is what your child could become. When If they are, they are. If they're not, they're not. It, there's not an, an agenda at play, a nefarious agenda at play, that's going to afflict your child that you need to be concerned about. And, if you have, and, and the thing is, if you have raised your child with a, a compassionate good solid set of morals and values that they can take out into the world i don't think you have to worry about i don't think you have to worry about anything it, it them headed for anything detrimental i think I, I i that's that's part of parenting is trusting a child you raise them the best you can and you cannot be responsible for every moment that happens to them or around them out in the world and you have to trust that they'll make the best decisions um outside of your purview um i don't know that's really the best i got um i'm not good with kids um i'm not good at kidding uh, and, and the the parenting so what i will say is you know um you know Dominic, this is not this. This was not meant as a criticism of you. Sure, I yeah, do. I, I think, fully I understand that a lot of a lot of parents have this same questioning in mind when it comes to raising of they do. kids. Because a lot of them, and it may come from a place of concern of if my child does identify that way very publicly, are they going to be persecuted by other people in social settings? That's that's perfectly understandable if you are concerned from that standpoint. Like my father, when I was in fifth grade, wanted to make sure that I was not gay because he didn't want me to have to fight anyone when I got to middle school. That was his way of showing concern. Very problematic. Quite. But it is what it is. Understandable. 
Um, so yeah, Dominic, thank you for your listener letter. And remember, if any of you have any listener letters for us, send them to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. In the meantime, we are going to finish off with the my favorite part of the evening, the top three STFUs. Yes. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Um, well, number three. Let's go. Uh, one, what did he call himself? Bobby Ray? Sure, why not? Mm. B.O.B. I wonder what number he is on T.I.'s list. Uh, unless unless T.I. has like a top 30 flat earthers. Ooh. I, I don't think it really matters. Um, so, B.O.B. Uh, had a, well, I'll let y'all hear it, actually. I'm I'm not even going to. Qualify it or anything. Wait a minute. B.O.B. His my favorite song of his is "We Still in This Bitch." That song went kind of hard in 2013. That was funny. Motherfucker. <laughs> Why are you mad? Suck my fucking dick. You fucking bitch. I meant you don't t- care about none of the shit I fucking said and none of the shit I fucking did and stood for and put my fucking neck on the line for you ungrateful ass fucking coons. You ungrateful coons. You don't give a fuck about nothing. But your fucking Instagram, you fucking nigga. Fuck you. And don't act like I was, don't act like I was your friend. I'm not your fucking friend. And you. I had the uh, pleasure. How does he really feel about that? I had had the pleasure of meeting B.O.B. at South by Southwest in like 2010. Who's he talking about? Who's he talking to? Um, Well, he apparently. What's the backstory? Apparently he. He was a a real nice guy when I met him. He was real humble. Apparently there was a rumor on Twitter that he died. There was, it was like one of those fake deaths where. The social media kills you for no reason. And they made it mad to go to just go. And everybody was like, damn, we miss you. We love you, B.O.B. Rest in peace. And he was like, y'all didn't say none of that shit when I was alive. So keep the same energy. He should have made a he should have he should have made a posthumous song <laughs> and released that shit immediately and just got paid. That's what Drake would have done. That's what Drake. Put, yes. He should have put Drake a beat is, Drake over is, that. Drake is the reverse troll king. I, I really like when he. The reverse troll king. I love it. Like he'll take like a, he'll take some somebody's energy throwing at him. He'll like make it a whole. He will. That's true. Sounds like he'll a put sexual it, Put all the shit all on the screen while he's performing. You know, yep. like, it's, that's fantastic. I'm only pictures of Meek Mill. That shit was wonderful. B.O.B., if you died, if you fake died on Twitter and everybody was telling you that they loved you. I would have fucked with re- the audience so much if, that, if people thought I died. <laughs> That is yeah. the, oh my god! That, I would have had a field day on that. Let me just say, other than maybe Ti's <laughs> list, that is the most anybody's going to talk about you. Be yeah. So I would take my well wishes on to the next life and shut the fuck up. Just shut the flat Earth fuck up. Shut the flat Earth fuck up. Fall off the side. Um, number two, number two person who should shut the fuck up is Wesley Snipes. Wes. So what did Nino do, man? What did Nino do, man? <laughs> well, um, the cryo criminal Simon Phoenix 
Um, <laughs> the uh, Simon Phoenix apparently heard about the New Jack City reboot or the New Jack City remake or whatever they're doing with New Jack City and was not appreciative because he feels like it is recreating at this point in black cinema and black content it is recreating the drug culture nigga chill out Nigga, you are, are you that out of touch? Niggas are watching Power. Mm. Ain't nobody giving a fuck about whether. Uh, but <laughs> we had five seasons of The Wire. I would say we had five seasons of The Wire. We've got at least two or three seasons of The Shy. Pusha T still putting out music. Pusha T is still <laughs> rapping with with straight backs. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest the greatest reboot of New Jack City though. There have been three state properties. The greatest reboot of New Jack City was the uh, the episode of Martin where someone stole his CD player. And nobody know nothing! <laughs> Cole! <laughs> Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change! Wait, wait, pause. Bruh, man! Um, education? Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I just watched that episode again the other night. By the way, I dare y'all to battle me in any form of Martin trivia. I will dust that ass. Sorry, oh, wow. keep going. Oh, boy. Well, you, the challenge went out. Y'all heard the challenge now. If you want to challenge him in some Martin trivia. Uh, Seasons one through four. Season five, I don't give a shit about. Uh, write to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Fuck with me. Uh, we'll do the D. Randall challenge. Um, Wesley, I don't know how out of touch you are. There have been... Like, man, look, there's been three state properties. There's a belly two, nigga. Like, <laughs> there was a Superfly last year. There was a there was a whole Superfly. There was a whole. Do you know that nigga who plays Superfly can sing? What the fuck is he doing, wasting his life acting? I mean, how's his singing career going? Well, he just. I mean, he just dropped the single, oh, but okay. it's jamming, and he can sing his ass off. Why are you wasting your time acting? Cause you can't, you can't act. I don't know. I don't know what you do on on Grownish. I haven't watched that show, but if Superfly is a demonstration of your acting talent, neither could Nas, drop this album, my nigga. Neither could Nas, DMX, or T Boz. That's true. But Belly was still a classic. Belly was Should've still somehow a cult classic. Um, that dude died. Uh, um, uh, yeah, oh, the, Rankin. Yeah, Rankin. Uh, Ox. Yeah, Ox from Belly died. Yeah. Rest in peace to him. Bowl of weed. Uh, uh, the the number one Jamaican yeah. Don Dada. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he died. It's like a car accident or something. <clears throat> yeah, he was in a car accident. Yeah. Louis Rankin. There you go. Louis Rankin. That's um, nice. but uh, yeah, Wesley. There's been a lot going on since you've been away. Ain't nobody. The drug, the, the drug culture has not gone away to be recreated. It's still here. Powers in his fifth season, and now 50 Cent is trolling everybody saying that he changed his mind and he's going to do another season. Uh, so shut the fuck up. Wesley, we just want you to like make a cameo in the Blade reboot, man. Just kind of chill for about, a second, man. man. We're, trying to, we're trying to give we're you... We're trying to keep you some work, man. You know what I'm saying? Try, you, gotta, you got that tax bill. There ain't going to be no more Expendables movies. Yeah, we're man. trying to get you some work, bro. Yeah, man. Just, so, damn, he still got the tax bill? I thought it was like... <laughs> I just. I thought you do the time. They just like, all right, you did your time. I so. just, you know, I don't. I'm just assuming, no, man. Trump I don't know. want his money. <laughs> Fuck all that. Right. Trump want all his money. Fuck that shit. Golly. Uh, so man, just, just. One of my favorite African Americans. <laughs> so, 
Wesley, just do do what you got to do, man. Get some, man. Let's let's get you some work, and you just shut the fuck up, man. Do the just white man can't chill. jump. Shut the fuck up. Right. Just just chill out and wait on wait on Woody Harrelson to get bored and do a, a white man can't jump too, where he going the search for Rosie Perez, and shut the fuck up. Passenger fifty seven. Shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> God damn it. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up. I've been waiting for this one. The number one person who should shut the fuck up is Amanda Seals, aka Amanda Diva, aka aka um, uh, Tiffany from Insecure, aka um, a terrible poet. Um, listen. Welcome to the light skin slander portion of the show, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to our guest. Apologies to Mark Fury. But uh, there's time. about to be there's about to be some some large forehead slander I'm going ready. on here. Let's do it. All right, Amanda Seals, marginally talented, marginally talented Amanda, Amanda Seals, Seals um, has had a has had a fucked up week or weekend. Basically, she was trying to get into a black Emmy party. Mm-hmm. Um, could not get in. Once she snuck in, thanks to Elijah Kelly. Um, and got in and got to the bar, she was escorted out because she was not on the list. Uh, let's unpack this real quick. Mm. Go back to a year ago when the same party was ha- was happening. Mm. The same party was being thrown by Issa Rae's PR person. Yes. Um, who categorically, appear, uh, according to Amanda Seals herself, does not fuck with Amanda Seals in any form or fashion. Correct. Um, she said herself, she stays in her lane. I don't. She doesn't work for me. There's no reason we should have to communicate. Uh, this is the most mature thing uh, she has said about the situation in the whole story. Um, after that, everything gets decidedly less mature. Uh, so she goes to a black Emmy party that this woman is throwing. She well, feels she, entitled to go to this party because she says that she is participating in the celebration of our contributions to Hollywood. There are black and so people that so she forth. feels like she should be where famous black people are. Right. Um and so she shows up with Jill Scott, Jill gets in, she does not. Correct. Once she tries to uh bogart her way in, said person, said PR person who doesn't fuck with her comes up to the comes up to the door and goes, "Nobody has time for this, Amanda. Go home." Which she should have. Valid. She should have gone home. That's Nobody right. has time for Amanda. Nobody Seals. has time for Amanda. Nobody Seals showing her ass at the door. I, I, in the spoken word scene back in the day, have had quite a few moments where somebody who thought they were more legendary than they fucking were tried to get in without paying my door. Uh, so I know exactly what's happening here. Fast forward to this year. According to her, this is according to her on her podcast. Jesse Williams invited her to this year's Black Emmy party. Put her as a plus one. Put her down as a plus one. Which, amazingly, she showed up without Jesse Williams on her arm. Mm. Uh, she shows up. Uh, she's not on the list. She shows her ass yet again, saying that she's not on the list. And she wants to know why she's not on the list and why she can't get in. Elijah Kelly, God bless him, uh, shows up to give a helping hand and gets her in. She good. She with me. She gets in, heads to the bar. Why did you get wait, in? Wait, 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 wait. 
She didn't head to the bar. She didn't go to the bar. She headed to the insecure table the, where nah. the where the remaining cast of where insecure the whole rest of her cast was was there, but not her. And by the time she gets there, security yep. shows up to escort her out, and she wants to know who is having her escorted out. Said person that does not fuck with her. Boom! Right here. Uh, says you gotta go. Peace. And. According to her, nobody raised a finger to help her. Nope. Nobody raised a finger to see what was wrong. And she said it was another case of a black woman being thrown out of a black space and no one coming to her defense. A couple of things happened here. One, if the girl, if you know the girl don't fuck with you. Why are you coming back? Why are you coming to somebody's party for so thrown by somebody who don't fuck with you? I know this. I know this in my 30s. I know you know this in your 30s. Why are you just trying to be somewhere seen with your castmates who apparently did not give a fuck about this because Issa, Issa herself said, I'm not in this. Don't put my name in it. Issa signs your checks. And it's like, uh... Keep my name out of this shit. Yeah. I don't... I, that's not... Because that's not Issa's party. Um, and it's, that woman is not on Issa's time and at that moment it doesn't have any responsibility to let you in just because Issa said so um, spoiler alert we might not know um, we might not know who the father of her child is on the next season of Insecure <laughs> she might not be on there <laughs> Tiffany and Derek gonna run away <laughs> yeah y'all know the PR person's light skin too though I mean, that's how y'all treat each other, man. I'm just saying. Issa Rae was like, I'm, I'm keeping my black, I'm keeping my dark skin business out of this. And Look, the one dude, and that's the one just dude, the light skin the power dude, rankings, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the one dude, the one dude that had something to say. The, uh, what's the dude? Dro. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Dro. Light skin. Saron, <laughs> and he was like, Saronis <laughs> Jackson. Jesse Williams, light skin, set her up for the fall. <laughs> It is like the antithesis of the Drake and Chris Brown video. Yeah. The end. What did they say at the end? Light skinned niggas gotta stick together. So yeah. this is the, the total opposite. They this just, is a war. This, this, this is, is this war. Is, this so, is the fight for light skin supremacy. So if I was Dominic with the listener letter, I'd be like, I'd be more concerned about the light skinned community having their influence <laughs> on my daughter than the LGBTQ community. <laughs> Because look what y'all are doing to each other, Mark. Right, right. It's light skin and light skin crime, man. That's that plantation shit, man. That's that shit, man. Y'all out of here hugging white women. They kill no, us. No, you can't put light skin. Okay. That, nah, that's that when you're wrong. That was a stretch. That was too much. That's when you're wrong. Listen. These were all doggies. Those all doggies in the courtroom. I, I stepped that line. Hugging these luscious white women. I stepped that line. <laughs> Listen. But look. y'all only y'all only do bad to each other, so that's all good. Here's my thing. Fighting for that space in the house. For somebody who talks so much about privilege, white privilege, and you know male privilege, she sure felt very privileged to be at a party that she was not invited to and was not on the list for just house, because man. she was her. Bro, that's why. So- that's ego. That's ego. Fuck your ass up every time. I've had beef with people in Houston over less, and I just like I just don't fuck with you like that now. I'm not going to your shit the following year. She just wanted to be there showing her ass. This is why nobody fucking likes you. Entitlement. Amanda Seals, this moment right here. Smell yourself. Listen back to this episode, to that episode of your podcast. Listen to this podcast because this moment right here is why nobody fucking likes you. You know why else nobody likes her? Because I listened to the second half of her podcast where she recounts the same story 
and actually makes herself look worse. When she closed out her podcast, her closing line was, they will always call you crazy when you're smarter than them. She's not going to be on next season. She's not, no. She's, <clears throat> they can like, wait her off. That, sit, that's, that's a wrap. Sit your, sometimes I like to rock neon ass down. <laughs> I've never seen someone so marginally talented feel so entitled. Like, she to is. everything. She is the Lena Dunham of light-skinned black women. Who's Lena Dunham? Wow. Exactly. Wow. Did I do it? Wow. Is that not the greatest Amanda analogy ever? is the Lena ever. Dunham of lights. Oh, boy. That's that's going down in history. Um, I mean, but Be this, glad you don't know, Mark. Because you should. You actually shouldn't know. Like, why is that? Because <laughs> Lena Dunham is not for us. Yeah, Lena Dunham's pretty terrible. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, and this is the thing that, and this is the thing that drives me crazy about her and people like her is that she talks a good game until it's time for her to conduct herself away. When it's time for you to conduct yourself away and humble yourself a little bit, you're incapable of doing it. I've never seen somebody that is so mediocre at so many things Man. She, she's, that is unable to humble themselves. I hate to say shit like this, but she she's only gotten by on her looks. And now that shit ain't carrying her anymore. She was literally the only bad thing on that Q-Tip Renaissance album. Damn. That was Wait, a good... She was on the... Yeah, yeah man. What is she doing on Q-Tip Man, Renaissance woman, boogie. Album? Yeah. Like, I, what, what is she doing? Like, what's, what's her part? Dun, 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 dun. It, don't, it don't matter. That, that's it. That's it don't it. matter. Amanda's... It don't matter. Amanda Diva, yeah. That same person is on... Man, Instagram. woman, boogie. Really? Yes. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. You you barely remember it. Exactly. That's how mediocre it was. Wow. Uh, Amanda Seals, focus on being better at the things <clears throat> that you tell people that you do. I thought she had a, like, you know, the comedy tour thing was working out she for her. She needs to be better at that. Not afraid to go bright. Did she really say that? Yeah. I'm already done. Stop that. Turn that off. I'm already done. That's over. Stop that. Shit, this is so bad. I didn't sit through my brother and me just because I sat through my brother what and me. What in as the a Doja kid. Cat did I just listen to? <laughs> hey. Shut the light skin fuck up, Amanda Diva. Amanda Seals. Shut the fuck up. Humble yourself and shut the fuck up. What is wrong with you? She needs a dark skinned nigga to cheat on her real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I put her on the list at the last minute. By you know, the way, I will be using that phrase after this evening. Damn. <laughs> By the way, that would be a rank. Back in the day, back in the way, back in the day, Willow Ridge used to have all the nice light skin, so. They do. I got to give y'all props for that. But they I did, talked man. to his football players a popular day. That was it. That that's because y'all. That's because y'all ain't had no windows. So there <laughs> <laughs> was no sunlight coming. In that was, oh shit! I was the nerd, yeah. so I didn't. I didn't get a chance to partake of that. Hey, all the lessonness. <laughs> <laughs> D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Whew, I hope so. <laughs> Mark Fury, did we do a podcast? I believe so. Man, thank you so much for coming out. Man, this is an honor, man. You know, I love y'all show. You know what the best show, like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm just going to revert back to the Craig Lindsay episode. <laughs> the legendary Craig Lindsay episode. And everybody fucks with the parent. Oh, man. Craig Lindsay might be more popular than us. Uh, he, like, he, he, you know, I, I will say this. like Craig Lindsay is a genius. And if through he, and through. And if he got out of his own way, he wield his own power. You know, because like that, that sour hour shit. Man, that shit was fucking fantastic. That man. shit was, I was genius. Like, I was. <laughs> that was the most genius hour of podcasting I've ever seen in my life. And then he stopped it. <laughs> we, we, we we might have to we might have to help him bring that yeah, back. Him bring I agree. That shit back because that shit was fantastic. I was like, man, I agree. Is... We might have to have a hand in bringing that back. It's kind of like the beginning of Dexter, right? You know, the first episode. <laughs> Dexter, wow. The origin of Dexter was oh, like, boy. use your use your power, boy. Use your special talents. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when his dad was talking to him, like, use your special talents. <laughs> kill this bitch that's trying to kill me. <laughs> You're a serial killer. <laughs> use it for good, boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Mark Fury, y'all. Um, this has been a wonderful episode. Thank, thank all of you for listening. Um, you could have been anywhere doing anything, but you decided to listen to us get fucked up and talk shit. Um, this has been episode 60 of Opinions Wild Black. We are 60 in, man. I'm telling you, we are, we are, we are getting to 100. Uh, come yeah. hell or high water. Um, of Opinions Wild Black, man. Thank you all for listening. I have been Oz. I might be D. Randall. I might be Mark Fury. And as always, forever imparting titties. <laughs> <laughs>